Today we have a fascinating conversation between two Gedoli uh, Israel from the 17th century. One, an Ashkenazi from Prague, a Talmud of the Maralmi Prague, and the other, a the second uh, Rishon Lezion, the second chief rabbi of, of the Sephardim in Yerushalayim. Uh, so the Sephardim and Ashkenazi, Europe and Yerushalayim, uh, and, uh, and, and an interesting different approach in the role of, a, of, of leadership, uh, in the ability to inspire. And, and leadership, as I've often said, is not about a position that you're a leader because somebody appointed you a leader. Hi. Leadership is um, any situation in which you're trying to influence the thoughts or the attitudes or the actions of another person. So if you're selling, if you're teaching, if you're... Um, Persuading in any form, whatever you're in, a, you're leading at that particular time, and the principles of leadership apply. And it all goes on the on the pasuk in Parshas B'Shalach during the, the the war with with Amalek, where Moshe stood on the mountain and Aaron and Chur stood with him and supported him. When Moshe raised his arms, then Yisrael was winning. When Moshe dropped his arms, Amalek would win. Says our Mishnah. The famous mission, the famous question is, do the hands of Moshe determine whether they're going to win or not? What's the connection? How can the hands of Moshe do it then? But to tell you, whenever the Jews were looking upwards, and they subjected their hearts to, to the Rebbeinu, so what's this Mishnah doing here? What's this got to do with, with Rosh Hashanah? Says the, the Rav, because we've just dealt, as we learned yesterday in the Matmonim, uh, yesterday in Shul, that the, um, uh, we're dealing with the mitzvah tzichos kavona or not, whether you've, the role of kavona in a mitzvah, does a mitzvah work without kavona? Um, and so this, this goes on to show how, at least in the area of, of tefillah, irrespective of whether in other mitzvot or not you need kavona, but certainly in the area of tefillah, the degree to which there's kavanah, the degree to which there's intention, is going to affect the power of the of the tefillah. And therefore, when meshabdimet libam lavim shebashamayim, provided they were actually able to, to subject their hearts to the Rebbeinu Shalom, they were successful in that war, and, and Moshe was responsible for that. So the, um, the, the, the first comment is really from... Uh, we'll, sorry, the, um, it's from the Tosfus Yomtev. So we'll, I'm skipping that, the middle part because it's, it's not relevant for now. So the second last paragraph in the, in the handout sheet is the, the Tosfus Yomtev. The Tosfus Yomtev is Rebbe Lippmann Heller. We've used him before, one of the three classical perushim on Mishnah. If you learn Mishnah, you use the Rav, the Tosfus Yomtev, in the Tiferes Yisrael. The Tosfus Yomtev, 17th century Prague. Um, also, one of these people, similar to, uh, I was describing the Ralbag on Friday night, just these people who had magnificent knowledge in all areas of human endeavor, just philosophy and science and mathematics, uh, uh, as well as, of course, being uh, masters of Torah. And for them, this was all an integrated whole. It wasn't different areas of knowledge. That was, that was what Chochmah was. That was what wisdom was. So the Tiferes Yisrael says, he was inspiring them to look up. 
So he was acting like the conductor of an orchestra. He was conducting them and pushing his hands up. And, and when he put their hands up, they looked up and they looked up to Shamayim. And the power of looking at Shamayim, of, of thinking of Hashem, of seeing the, the, the enormity of the universe and the bigger universal picture. Uh, I, I mentioned in passing in one of the Shurim a, a Zohar, where Rabbi Yitzchak asks Rabbi Shimon ben Yochan in the Zohar, why can animals not speak? If it says, it says, when Hashem breathed into him, and Uncle says, what did he breathe into him? Ruach Mamalala, the power of speech. And he became a Nefesh Chaya. Nefesh Chaya, animals have got as well. So if, if that power of speech made him into a Nefesh Chaya, and animals have a Nefesh Chaya, why can animals not speak? And the Mishim Ben Yochai answers, because animals look down, they don't look up. If animals would constantly look at Shamayim, they would be able to speak. It's a long conversation which we won't have now, but you see the power, the inspirational power of looking up instead of always looking down, looking up and seeing the openness, the expansiveness of the heaven, of sky, of the universe, of the Rebbeinu You look there, you just see endlessness. When you look down, you just see little things in front of you you can't, you can't see very far. And Moshe wanted to inspire them to look up because when you look up, you think of the Rebbeinu Shalom. When you look up, you can't help but think of the Rebbeinu Shalom. And that would help them, would help them win the war. That was his role. Because uh, you can't say that Moshe was the shliach, he was davening for them. And when his hands were up, his tefillah was working. When his hands were down, his tefillah wasn't working, that he was just davening for them. Um, that doesn't make any sense, and he explains why, but it's rather he was inspiring them. And you see here part of the role of, of a shliach tzibur. It's not that the shliach tzibur davens on behalf of, of the, of the klal. It's the shliach tzibur is meant to inspire the klal. A shliach tzibur is not meant to be a chazan, and the klal sits back and listens to the chazan singing. That's not a shliach tzibur. And the shliach tzibur is not meant to be somebody who boringly recites the davening in front of the, in front of the omelet. That's not a shliach tzibur. Eshliak Tzibur has to inspire the Tzibur. He's leading the Tzibur. When Rebelli Elopi used to daven before the Omud, when he used to say, Yiskadel v'yiskadel shemei rabo, and you heard the Omen, and Bagolov is man koriv, he used to say it in such a way, the place exploded with an Amen yehe shemei rabo, that you could hear more than a mile away. Literally, you could be a mile down the road and you could hear the yeshiva answering Amen Yehishmei Rabbi because of the way he inspired. It was so inspiring. You trembled when you heard his voice. That's a shliach tzibur. Shliach tzibur is not meant there to, to drain the community of, of energy. He's meant to put energy into the community so that the community davens. It's their tefillah, not his. He's not the star. They're the stars. His job is that he's the conductor of the orchestra. They're playing the instruments. Without them, there's no music. His job is to inspire them to play. That's a shliach tzibur. As the Tosh's Yom Tov describes the role of Moshe Rabbeinu in this tefillah, which was so effective that it, it um, solved for the, uh, for the Milchama with Amalek. And the Yom Truas is an amazing thing. The Yom Truas of Moshe ben Chaviv, I've quoted him before in Masech de Sukkah. He wrote uh, on, on Masech de Rosh Hashanah, Yom, Yuma and Sukkah. On Sukkot, it's called Kapot Marim. This one's called Yom Truah. He also wrote a wonderful sefer called Get Pashut, which is one of the classicals for him on Gitin. And he was he was born in, in Salonika. He was a descendant of the Nemuche Yosef, came to Israel and died died young. But while he was in Yerushalayim, he was held as one of the great Hamidich Chachomim. And interesting, although a, a deeply Sephardi 
tradition is the grandfather of the person who wrote the Me'am Lo'ez. I've mentioned that to you before. The Me'am Lo'ez is somehow not used that much today. Because people like short things they don't like. And the Me'am Lo'ez is a very lengthy, and it's translated into English. It's beautiful. A, an, a synthesis of all the Midrashim into the Parsha. If you read the Me'am Lo'ez, you know all the Midrash on the Parsha. In a narrative way, it's like a story. It's beautiful. And that was his grandson. Um, He's also, there was also a Ben Chaviv who wrote the Ein Yaakov, which is on all the Agadite in Shasa. The Ben Chaviv family was, was a very, very important family. Um, and he writes the following. Uh, it, it says it can't be that he was inspiring them. So he's tackling the, the Tosfus Yom Tov. The Yom Trua was born the year the Tosfus Yom Tov died. So there was no real overlap. The Tosfus Yom Tov was just a little bit earlier. And, and he says, because if Moshe is inspiring the Bnei Yisrael to daven, and whenever his hands are up, they, they daven, and that davening works, why did he ever drop his hands? Then it's his responsibility. He's got to keep going, and he's got people there to support him. How could he have dropped his hands? So he says exactly against the Tosfus Yom Moshe was the Shliach Tzibur. He was the Shliach of Bnei Yisrael. Leads Palel. And he was the davener. It was the schus of Moshe's tefillah that, that caused the victory. It wasn't their tefillah. However, when the Bnei Yisrael were committed and passionate and davening and, and dedicated to Hashem, that gave the Shliach Tzibu the power to raise his hands. And when they were lost their energy, he lost their, his energy too. So you have here in these two approaches a beautiful dynamic, and they're both right, a beautiful dynamic between the leader and the team, between the conductor and the orchestra, between the Shliat Tzibur and the Tzibur. It, it's just such a beautiful analysis of the energy of leadership, and it's a two-way energy. On the one hand, you've got the Tosvus Yom Tov of the, of the leader's role, the conductor's role is to inspire the Tzibur. The Shliach Tzibur has to be inspiring and uplifted Tzibur, inspire the Tzibur so that they can daven with greater and greater kavona. And when the Shliach Tzibur has no energy, the, 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 the community has no energy. When the leader has no energy, the team has no energy. And now that we have to lead people virtually, it's even more important. It's the tone of your voice. It's the energy in your voice. It's the volume of your voice. It's the cadence with which you speak. It's the way you walk. It's your body movements. All of that projects energy and helps uplift people. And that's something a leader has to do. And a mechanech, an educator has to do. And a rov has to do. And a shliach tzibur has to do. And the... Um, uh, the, the role, the role of, of Chazonim came about with, with communities who weren't able to daven. And so they wanted inspiration. So they don't get inspiration from the words. They don't understand the words. And you got Chazonim who were able to uplift the community and inspire the music, community with their music, with their interpretation of the tefillot. Uh, is something that they, were, that they were able to do. But if it's a tzibur of mitzpalalim, tzibur of people who now do daven, the role of the shliach tzibur changes. Now the role of the Shliach Tzibur is to inspire the community, not to daven on behalf of the community. And it's a, it's a different thing, and one has to adjust to that, and one has to understand those differences. And then you've got the, the Yom Trua that says, yeah, but to lead people who have no energy, no, there, there comes a point where even, where even the most inspiring leader can't do that. At the end of the day, they also, they have to respond to him. If they're not responding to him and they're dull and they're down and they're draining, there comes a point at which he can't even hold his hands up high. 
It's got to be a two-way thing. The leader has to inspire the followers and the followers have to give energy to the leader. And then you've got a reciprocal backwards and forwards that's going on that just builds the energy higher and higher and higher. And we know how that works. We see how that works in sports teams. We know what it is to, to motivate and to inspire a team. And, and, but then the team has to play. The team has to take that. And the coach can, can give an uplifting inspirational talk and the team gives it their all. But if the team doesn't, if the team messes up, Eventually, the, co the coach also loses l energy and loses power. This whole relationship between a tzibur and a shliach tzibur, between a, a conductor and an orchestra, a leader and, and a team, an educator and their students, it's a, it's a movement of energy that both have to participate in in order to, in order to get that right. And, the, and this Mishnah comes right in here, which is just so interesting after the elements of Kavona to understand. Kavona is energy. That's what Kavona is. You don't just with the words. There's no energy. Kavona is about energy. And the, um, and the ability of, of Klal Yisrael to daven with energy, inspired by Moshe and inspiring to Moshe, was able to dominate the Amalekim and to win the war for them.